This is Stock Culture. Presented by your host, Billy Clement and Ronnie Jones. Alright, what's up everybody? Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on Stock Culture, man. As we catch another episode. This is episode five? Man, episode five, man. This is exciting. So uh what's going on today, Ronnie? What's up? What's up with the market today, man? Oh man. I didn't I didn't play nothing today, man. Like Yeah, it was, it was a little choppy today. All, all my plays I was gonna get in did not work out the way. So I was like, you know what? We're not gonna move. <laughs> hey, you're We're not gonna force nothing. You exercise yeah. patience, man. That's that's yes, what's sir. up. I didn't force that's nothing. Up. That's what's up. I know uh, Moderna kind of ran up a little bit, like toward the end of the Correct. day. That was uh, some some people got some good lotto uh, uh, play there, and they made some good money I out s- of it. So I see Zoom might be on the reversal. So, bro, man, I'm waiting for Zoom. I'm waiting for Zoom. Yes, Zoom, Baba, uh, Peton. Peton got murdered, man. So, Correct. I'm waiting for those for those good plays to come in. We got skills coming up, DraftKings coming up. So, uh, mm-hmm. all of those on the watches also. So, those are some good plays out there, man. Hey, on today's episode, man, we got the man, Antoine. Hey, Antoine, say hello to the people, man. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Antoine. Yeah, what's up, man? Hey, we've we both been following you for a while, man. So Definitely. can't wait to get into your story, get to know a little bit about you, your background, and, you know, be able to share with us and all this stuff. So welcome to the show, and I'm sure it's going to be a dope, dope show. So before we get started, man, tell us, tell us, like, how did, how did you... Um, how did you kind of get into the stock market and all that good stuff? So tell us a little bit of your story about that. Because I know you've been, you've been trading for a while, man. You've been like since 2015 or something like that. Well, yeah, I've been 2015. Remember, for us, yeah. for us is a while because we know we started like last year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're the new pandemic traders. <laughs> 2015 for us is a while. So go ahead, man. Tell us how long you've been trading, you know, and what got you into the stock market and all that. Yeah. So. So it's a funny story. So actually, I went to uh, Las Vegas in uh, 2015, not to gamble. I, I hate I was to, about to say, man. <laughs> I hate gambling because you know if you lose money, you know you just you just lost your money. It's just right, you, right. A loser when it comes to stuff like that. So not for gambling. Um, and a friend of mine put me on to uh, T. Harv Ecker. You know, he has a book uh, called Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a it's an amazing book. And it kind of motivated me to uh, to get into investing. Just wanted right. I wanted to kind of start taking like um, my savings seriously, and just realize like all of you know money that I that I have in a bank, you know, getting less than one percent interest on, and it's just not really doing anything for me. Like I could actually do some things with it. So I the first stock I ever bought was uh, was um, Dave and Buster's stock, and. Uh, and I made a uh, crazy prediction on it. And it was just like, you know, obviously I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew how to, I, reading charts made sense to me already because I kind of dabbled into a uh, little Forex at the time. And I had already like uh, learned about Bitcoin. And so I was looking at charts and stuff like that, but I didn't really, not, not, not in terms of investing in the stock market. So I looked at a few charts and, uh, and I'm like, okay, cool. And I made some like a quick nine hundred dollars on uh on um on on uh, Dave and Buster stock. So I you know I was like, okay cool. And then That's I made cool. a nice prediction on uh on uh, LinkedIn stock. And uh, so it was just uh, some things like that. And uh and 
So in 2016, uh, around bonus time, I took my entire bonus and I bought I bought uh, four shares of uh, of Amazon stock. They were uh, four ninety nine per share, and I took the entire bonus bonus. Wait, 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 shares. wait, wait! <laughs> you bought how much was it? Four ninety nine. Four hundred and ninety nine dollars per share. Wait, well, yeah. why? Why did you buy? Why like? Why Amazon? You know what I mean? Like, so, how did you get to that point? So, yeah. All right. So how did I get to that point? So, yeah. So at that point, no. So I was working for um, I, uh, like my background uh, was in IT. So I've been working in IT for, you know, some time. And uh, and I so when I started, when I got back from Vegas, got back to work, you know, I was talking about investing in, uh, and look up. Uh, so and, you know, it, I worked for a software company and, uh, you know, I was like one of the only black guys. There was probably one other black guy uh, there. And so when I was telling them about my investments, you know, it was, it was nothing new to most of them. They already been invested. They started putting me on the things. They're like, well, Hey, you heard of this app called Robin hood and, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so they, I, I learned about Robin hood and, and uh, you know, created my account then. And, you know, they started telling me things. So then I was, you know, someone told me, well, you should invest in uh, Amazon because this is going to be this. And, uh, and I'm like, hmm. So I, you know, I, I went, I went hard on it. I put my, uh, it was like my bonus. I wasn't going to do anything with the bonus anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and actually, and the bonus came around, it was like, you know, tax time was coming up, but bonus time was coming up. So, uh, what? Well, yeah, something like that. It was like, but I knew I had, it was extra money that I had. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and do this. And I'm one of those guys where when, you know, when my momentum is up, I'm going to go all in on something. And so I just took my whole bonus and put, bought those Amazon shares. They like hyped Amazon up so much. And it was one, it was Amazon or Tesla. It was like Amazon or Tesla, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, mm-hmm. but it was Amazon, you know, it was just like, it, it seemed more of a sure thing. And I didn't expect for anything to happen. And to this day, I still hold those four shares. I don't own any more than four shares of Amazon. So to this day, um, I bought the dip for my mom's portfolio the other day. Uh, well, you know, when they had that substantial dip a few weeks ago after, after they fell off that cliff uh, for earnings. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but you know, Amazon doesn't stay down. I, you guys were talking about Zoom a little while they ago. They don't stay down too long, man. <laughs> I bought the Zoom dip. But yeah, I don't want to get off topic. I'm sure we'll be able to get back to Zoom. But yeah, so that's how I kind of got into it. And uh, and um, I ended up uh, adding, I ended up adding uh um, Pepsi, uh, Hershey, and Disney to my portfolio too around that time, and uh, something happened, and I um, I ended up lo- I ended up losing my job. Um, I had that job for about five years. Ended up losing that job, and um, and it was just like um, I didn't really. All, I didn't. I spent a lot of money, you know. I spent a lot of money, and I had a lot of bills and stuff like that. And the weird thing, I literally had a lot of money to fall back on because I was investing. I didn't touch my Amazon or anything, but um, I I was able to cash in my Pepsi stock and pay my bills and everything for a few months, you know, while I got myself, you know, I got into another job and, you know, and 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 handled things that needed to be handled. But it was, it was weird because I didn't even realize that it grown to as much it had grown to. So... And, and it's just so weird how, and, and that was the thing for me, knowing like, okay, wow, this compound interest 
that you're getting from owning this stock or just the thought of uh, just um, you're, you're doing dollar cost average into a specific stock. Because one thing I was taught is like, OK, you like all of these stocks, but, you know, you have to you want to you want to concentrate your forces. So I ended up selling LinkedIn. You know, I sold that soon. I was a big mistake, but I, I sold that. But, you know, I was tr- concentrating my forces. And so and, and I'm glad I did that because um, it didn't take long for me to kind of uh, choose what I wanted to do and what I'm going to invest in. But after I, um, I had that hardship and I had those um, investments to fall back on, if that same money that I had in Pepsi would have been saved just sitting in the bank account, it wouldn't have been enough to, to help me out, you know, and to do the things that it did. And I, I wanted my family and my friends and everyone to know, you know, what I learned and I wanted everyone to know about it. So that's what kind of made me t- start taking it seriously and um and so and this is funny. I know I don't want to go off on a tangent, but no man, your story is interesting to me. I have yeah. tons of questions. For you. <laughs> so look, so at this point, I wanted to, I wanted to, and I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I wanted to work for. I will always. I wanted to at that point when I got into stocks, I wanted to work for T. Rowe Price or Morgan Stanley. Now I played tennis, right? So. Um, I had some friends who worked at T. Rowe Price and I, I played tennis on a T. Rowe Price tennis team before I even worked there. So, um, so yeah, so I, I had, I had, I got interviews for jobs at, ten, at T. Rowe Price I, and I got shut down. I got turned down. I never made it to in person, like, you know, I, I, three times on three different occasions. And I finally got an in-person interview. This was a year after I'd been trying, you know. Uh, and got an in-person uh, interview for the uh, the downtown Pratt Street, uh, the, the big headquarter office, right? I had this interview and this boardroom with these, uh, you know, this like tough VP, he's just a tough guy. And um, I ended up getting the job, right? And, um, and my goal was to get in there and to gain as much knowledge as I can, but it was just like, it wasn't as, as easy as I thought it would be because you know, for legal reasons, the, everything was like, uh, it were silos. And, and uh, so, but after six months, I was, I managed to get myself down onto the trade desk floor, you know, and um, it was hard to get there, but I was, I managed to get down there. I made um, um, relationships with a lot of the, the biggest traders there. I learned all of the software that they use um, and, you know, how the, you know, tactics went out to lunch with some with people and made relationships, solid, solid relationships with uh, with people and learned a lot of things that I didn't even know. And I don't think there's no books that would have told me, taught me the things that I learned from mm. working on the inside. Like, obviously, being and uh, without saying too much, just like being inside is obviously it's not being on Wall Street, but, you know, like, OK. I learned why I shouldn't trade in the first 30 minutes of the market and not because not just for the, the, the typical reason, like, okay, because that's where most people sell. No, because that's the gap and trap for the first 15, mm-hmm. first 15 minutes of the market where they take the market up, you know? So like, for example, anytime you see a stock running pre-market, that's an advertisement, you know? So they want this stock to get attention. Most people do vol- scan for volume, you know, pre-market and things of that sort. So, you know, I learned that, you know, if you see that happening, then, uh, you know, that's a, that's an advertisement and, uh, or sometimes uh, there are situations where 
And if I'm going too far into this, let me know. No, man. Go, you yeah, don't do go like, ahead, man. You're definitely breaking it down right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like so, that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are situations where, uh, like, you'll see. Um, I always tell people in, in, my, in my group, I'm like, look, don't buy in the first 15 minutes under no circumstances. Now, there are exceptions to every rule, obviously. Course, but yep. I'm saying, like, if you just don't do it, because what happens is um, they'll if when the you know, if you if when the stock is running up, a lot of people get FOMO and they want to buy because they see it running it. up. Correct. And so if what happens when a stock <coughs> is running up that high in the, in the first 15 minutes and you see that high volume, it's easy to disguise, uh, you know, selling in there, too. So you just see volume, but volume is buying and selling and selling. Yep. But at that, at this point in the first 15 minutes, you know, that's supply and demand that's going on. So it's like, you see, like if they're, you'll see what happened is they'll supply the, they'll give you, you'll see that supply. So it'll just be a lot of volume. So now people can buy. What'll mm-hmm. happen is a lot of these exchanges, what they do is they don't even have any shares. They'll, uh, they'll short the shares to sell them to you. So like a quick example, let's say the share stock is selling for $10 a share and they'll short that stock to sell it to you. Cause they don't have any available shares right now. Yep. And so after, and so you're buying those shares, they're shorting to them to you at $10 a share, and then they'll pull the bid. So when they pull the bid, that stock drops, drops. and then they buy it back they at the low price. And all of this happens typically in the first 15, 30 minutes. And <laughs> they were showing me how you can detect from just looking at the volume profile to see where, where, where shorts are trapped and where longs are trapped, you know? So it's just like, it's so much stuff like how, if you look at, if you, and, and obviously this is a little deep and, and you know, but I just want to, I'm going to touch on it. You know, if you look at the point of control on the volume profile, you know, you can kind of see and you can see the higher and the lower uh, points. And, and it kind of yeah. based on the time frame, it like those the the pictures are actually there and it goes deeper as opposed to um, going into the uh, volume profile. You can actually look at the uh, market profile. You know, it's just mm. there are different profiles, but, you know, and it really shows this data. So it wasn't until I understood that. And I still have issues sometimes that you make you realize, like, I don't want to get gap and trapped. So I'm not getting in there. And it's literally like the, the easiest game because people jump in and I'm like, if you really want to play a play, like when you see these short squeezes happening and people really want to mm-hmm. be in a short squeeze, I'm like the best time to buy during a short squeeze, in my opinion, is wait for power hour. Because if you wait for power hour, all of that riffraff and everything that happened in the beginning, it'll calm down. And calm especially down. if you're playing options, because let's say the uh, the stock was going was was trading at ten dollars a share and you wanted to buy like the uh, the fifteen dollar strike um, contract. And let's mm-hmm. say it was selling for like five hundred dollars just to throw a number out there. And uh, and you you want to get it. You want to get it now. It's five hundred at while well, it's at ten dollars a share. Mm-hmm. And now you see it going up to $11 a share. And that contract just went up to like, you know, excuse me, like $700 or something. Right. You waited until like power hour, maybe. I'm just going to say power hour around that time. The stock could be, the stock could be trading at $12 an hour, but down off off, off of a momentum that brought it back down from $13 to $12. And you can get that contract probably for like $500. Yep. 
you know, so it's just like because of implied volatility, most of the time you're playing, you're paying for that IV. They'll Mm -hmm. pump that Mm -hmm. IV up. You'll look at Mm -hmm. the Vega goes from go from zero or one to two, you know, and then you. So I I tell a lot of people all the time, what you want to do is you want to screenshot your contract, screenshot those Greeks immediately. Yeah, I know we talk about like, you know, having a trade journal and everything. But like I always say all the time, I tell people all and I do it on my computer. I'll just use um like the snipping tool. I just be screenshotting uh, my thinker screen screen and just like, look, I want and I post it in my group. I'm like, look at these Facebook Greeks right here for this, these, these, this particular strikes right now. I want you to see them because next week it's going to change and you'll see why I don't want you to buy at this point because you're buying that inflated price and Mm -hmm. you can get, you know, theta clap real quick. So, I mean, not theta clap, IV clap. You know, but Theta Clap will get you too. So hey, that's real. That's a real thing too. That's a real thing, man. So hold on. Sorry, let's, I went on. A let's lot. go back. <laughs> you definitely like you. You like if if people don't understand what you just said. I, I know at this point, I'm telling you, I'll go back, rewind, and listen to this man talking again because you definitely, if you're not paying attention, you just miss a whole lot of game in there. One of the biggest thing you mentioned is the IV IV crush, like. That thing is real. And people don't understand that it is real. You know what I mean? What is, and I always tell people like, yes, IV crush is, it can happen on a call, but guess what? It happens on the put also. So you got to be careful with that. You know what I mean? Like, so, man, you just mentioned so many different things in there. Ronnie, man, you have any questions for this man? Because I have, I have, yeah, I got tons of them right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. So, um. Mike, walk us through. I mean, I know, you know, you said you bought Amazon. Um, what was your first trade as far as an options? And like, what was the biggest, you know, beneficial, what you want to share, what you made and what was the biggest loss that you, you've made as far as, you know, working up since you've been trading since 2015? Okay. All right. So I've been, I've been trading. So look, I haven't been option trading since 2015. And let me tell you, okay. I, I, I like, I love to tell this story a lot because and, and I'm not going to go on a tangent, but I'm going to preface this by saying because a lot of new traders, they jump off the port. And I was listening to the one, that, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the, the podcast, that, the episode that you guys did with uh, Wale, where he said he used the analogy about the car, you know, getting your license and jumping right on the freeway. The yep. And I'm like, wow, that's a good analogy because that's exactly what happens with a lot of people. I respected the game so much. So, uh, so not just the fact that I was restricted from trading, you know, um, because I had to do, I had every time while working at T-Row, it was a little different because I had to go, I had to get legal's approval to open a trade. Open a trade and yeah. I had a, I had a, a, a five day window from the time that the trade was open, you know, to make the trade and, or buy shares or whatever. And it was only for the amount of contracts or shares that I said that I was going to buy. And it has to be made within that window. And if I wanted to now close out of this trade, I have to get another approval. So it was a little difficult to do. You're very regulated. And I think that happens to a lot of people who work for banks also. Uh, Because I have a tons of people. I have a tons of friends that work for banks. And they're like, I can't trade. I can't open up. For example, I have a friend who works at Chase. He can't open up a Robinhood account. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Okay. He, and even even when he trades within Chase, he there's certain things that he can't do. So I I, I get that. Yeah, 
Yeah, so we were able to open the accounts, but we had to give them our username and passwords to the accounts so they could, you know, yeah, they had to have access to everything. So it's just really weird, but, you know, but uh, long story short, uh, when I did start trading a lot, you know, uh, and uh, like the, the first options trade that I've ever, that I ever taken was a Facebook options trade <laughs> and it was, and I lost, I think my first loss was about, it was a $500 loss. What year was that? Was it this year, last year? No, this was in, uh, this was in 20, what's this? 2019, 2019, 2019. Yeah, okay. 2019. But I, so I didn't trade options for a while because I didn't understand why mm. I lost when the stock was moving up. up. And I didn't mm. know that, you know, that, you know, the delta on that contract was horrible. And I didn't know how a pie, you know, if, if the stock moves sideways, I'll get chopped up. And now, yep. you know, the, the theta is getting higher because it's not really moving and, you know, so I, it was just a, so I got, I got chopped and, uh, and, and I ended up holding that uh, contract through expiry because I was hoping for a miracle when I could have sold at, you know, like maybe I'll say at 50%, 50% because yeah. of how, <laughs> That's because how quick it <laughs> and, you know, so I, I didn't, so that was my first trade. And I would tell you after that trade, and that was 2019, I didn't trade options again until 2020. Mm. Wow. I didn't trade. Okay, so options. what what did you do in the meantime, man? Did you did you go back and review like you know why did you lose? Did you like gonna go go back and educate yourself into you know what's 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 actually option? How do you how do you how do you actually make money options? So yeah, so I went and talked to like so you know working at Tiro, I was telling I was telling one of the traders, uh, I was telling Todd. So so I'm not gonna name drop. So yeah, I was talking <laughs> to someone on the trade floor about, you know, what happened. And he was just telling me like, you know, why it was a big mistake and why, what I should have done. Mm. And um, so he told me that what I should do was um, I should get the, uh, he said, if you would recommend any book, it would be follow the smart money by uh, John and Pete Nigerian. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I got that book, which came with the DVD and it was free, you know, actually reordered it again because, uh, you know, I lost the copy or I, I think I lend it out, but it was a great book. It teach you, it taught me so much about playing earnings, how to properly pay, play earnings. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I got clapped after that. So, but <laughs> I'll get to that, but yeah, so I, I read the book. So I'm thinking, I know everything. I learned the difference between, cause like you ever play earnings and you see like, damn, they smashed earnings. or you think they beat the S the estimate, but they didn't beat the whisper number. And the whisper number is more important than whatever the Wall Street number is. And what we see on CNBC and on, uh, you know, on Bloomberg and everything is the Wall Street number. So if they say, you know, the the, the uh, Wall Street number was for them to get like uh, for a one one dollar and 50 cent and they get, you know, one dollar and 60 cents. So they beat the, 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 the earnings per share estimate or they will beat revenue. But the whisper number could be two dollars and if they don't get two dollars or above that then the stock will sell off rapidly because they didn't beat the whisper number so i learned are you talking, are you talking about the earning whisper number is that all you're talking earnings. about so oh, okay well earnings whisper is just you know that's a site you know like where right, you can right. actually go there but they actually have it they'll put it there they'll put what the what the uh what the wall street consensus is and then mm -hmm. what the whisper number is and that's the most important number because that's uh -huh. not that that won't be the actual eps 
So people will look at it and say they beat what the estimate was, but the whisper number is totally different. So mm-hmm. I, I learned that. And uh, but just playing, I'm going to tell anybody who's listening right now, just if you're going to play earnings, just you're going to have to straddle or strangle it. Don't just do not try to guess a side because just um, and, and awesome. I know you, I'm a, this will segue <laughs> into my biggest losses that I've ever taken. Now, one of them was because I was slaughtered from being a pig. And one was because I, <laughs> yo, actually both of them were because I was slaughtered from being a pig. So <laughs> you, you, you being greedy, basically. <laughs> wow. Just thought about that. Like so my two biggest losses that I've ever taken uh, were Facebook um, earnings plays. Dang. And you went back into was, Facebook again? <laughs> so look, so in, in January, my biggest Facebook loss I ever taken was in January. Well, January 27th, uh, to be specific, um, it, they had their, they were reporting their, um, they were the Q4 earnings for Q1, the Q, you know. But this the, year or last year? Yeah, this year. Okay. And, and then this is why I knew, I, it was such a, this was the perfect storm for the perfect play. They had just, uh, you know, uh, they had just stormed the, uh, the capital and yeah. everything was, it was, everything was in, uh, in disarray and Facebook fell off a cliff. You know, and I was like, wow, I have to do this. I bought I bought a lot. Of, I bought the dip. I bought some shares, but I also bought the uh, I bought the uh, the 270 strike. I bought the two Facebook dropped like to around the 250. I bought the 265 strike and I bought the 300 strike, you know, and though I made so much money. Looks I, I bought like two thousand dollars worth of options. Right. Yeah. And I ran nice. up up until the the day of earnings. Right. Well, the, so the day the day before, two days before earnings, I was up to 10 bands. I made 10 bands. Dang. I literally, I screenshot those contracts. Look, I made 10 bands, right? And uh, and I sold my mom's place because I, I, I grew an account and managed for my mom's. I don't take crazy risks with hers. I made like $5,000 for her. I sold her contracts. So I'm playing. So then look, the day of Facebook earnings, you know, they report after the close. <laughs> The Fed, the Fed speaks every time Facebook has earnings. There's a Fed, there's a FOMC meeting. That's this is the, the part two the, the, when the Fed does his press conference, the questions and answering portion. Now, uh, and the memes were running. This was the first time the memes were running too. So, uh, yeah. So Facebook started to drop, and instead of me taking my profits, now Facebook was like 280 or something, and uh, and it started to drop. When Facebook, I when Facebook got down to like uh, two seventy something, I bought the dip. <laughs> like, and I was going to go. They got Man. earnings, and it's wait, you do bought this. you bought shares, or did you buy? This is the, these are options. I'm in the options contracts. I had the two seventy, the two sixty five, and the three hundred strike. <laughs> you just you just bought more options. Basically, options I bought contracts. more options at the dip, and uh, you know, Fed spoke and everything. So the the Fed spoke so long that day until it was like. It was like he 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 went he went a little longer than normal. It wasn't until ten minutes before the market opened, I mean, closed that he stopped. So the the stock didn't really recover much, but Facebook beat earnings, you know, and the stock ran. And then the next day at market open, Facebook went up to two eighty eight. But look, I was still expecting for Facebook to go to three hundred. I didn't sales. sell. And immediately after that, like, and this was in the first uh, 15, 15, 20 minutes of market open, then it went down and it never came back. And I, you know, I lost all of that money because I was being greedy. You know, it was just 
so I always tell that story, but the next day I got 18K off of uh, AMC. So it washed, but it was just the, it was just the, that was a meme gamble play, obviously. Right, but right, right. Facebook one is a cautionary tale, man. I, I turned 2K into 10K and I didn't sell. Like, what is wrong with you, man? Like, so <laughs> what is wrong? That is, that is the number one, any trader, any trader's, uh, especially if you're like just starting out and you, if you don't learn that lesson that, Hey, I know where, I know where my profit is. Right. So I think the problem that always happens is this, you hit like that two, three, 400%. Right. And instead of you taking the money off the table, you feel like, Oh no, I can, I can squeeze another 200%. Oh, 10 K. I can probably squeeze like five more, five more K. I could probably double that. Right. So it's like, at that point, you're like, do you really know where your exit is? Do you really know when you're supposed to get out? You know what I mean? Is it is it more a percentage or is it more like a, a dollar amount, right? So everybody gets trapped in that. Everybody. I, I, I got trapped in that. Ronnie got trapped in that. Like, we all get trapped oh, definitely. in that. The problem comes is when you don't learn your lessons from that, right? Like, if you, if you keep repeating the same mistake over and over, you're going to keep killing your account <laughs> every single time. So, man... But that that was a dope that was a dope analysis though, man. Um, I will say in January I did I did something similar, but with with Apple, oh, man. right? It was it was all during that whole freaking AMC, GameStop, all that stuff was running, right? Exactly. Apple had earnings. I wrote it all the way up. Now I broke one of my biggest rules. I play earnings up to the day of the earnings or before. If I'm in profit, I'm out. I don't wait to the earnings call. I don't care what happens after earnings. If it runs up, I can set up something in the next day and play it. I didn't do that. I stayed in and I lost like $1,500. Oh man. Mm. Plus profits, you know what I mean? Like everything just gone, you know what I mean? So it's like, we all, we all been there, man. And I blamed it on, I blamed it on the AMC and <laughs> the GameStop, but it wasn't that. It was just like, I didn't follow my rules. That was my trading rules. I didn't follow it. So, Man, that was an awesome story, Ronnie. Man, what what you got? What you got for the men? That's 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 crazy. <laughs> but um, like, what would you say to the trader who is trying to get in the market? They might not have a lot of money. What would you say to start with? And what plays would you say to stay close to versus like your Amazons, your high expensive stocks? So what would you say to that person who's trying to get in the market, what amount and what kind of stocks to look at, you know, if you're just entering in the market? Okay. So number one, uh, for a new trader, I would suggest number one, uh, I would not, um, I wouldn't trade options. I would learn how the stock market work. I would buy shares, even if you have to, you know, buy, uh, you know, partial shares. So, you know, everyone does the fractional shares now and there's no excuse to not, get into the market doing that. And um, so number one, I would start out with uh, just um, trading stocks. And I would, and to be honest, <laughs> I know we said not to, not to start with the big ones like the apples, but when I say not to start with the big ones, I mean like with that market cap, right? That those mega cap stocks, but I would definitely start with something like uh, a, a FinTech stock like Square. I love it to death, right? And um Square is just, it, it, it moves like Facebook, the contract. Like, so if you are going to, you know, so if you're going to learn a place, play something like that. Square, like what's the, like right now, the ATR, the average true range for Square 
is eight dollars and sixty one cents. That's what it closed at market close today. The ATR was so it has a lot of volatility. So it moves. It it moves a lot. If you can catch it uh, at the right time, that's a good one. So I would I, so I would start with something like. Uh, but if you want to, you know, just to play devil's advocate, if you did want to trade, right? Um, what I would say to do is I would uh, I would wait until like tr- this is the biggest mistake I made. I would wait and trade like wait watch like the S and I would watch uh, Spy. Um, I would I would watch Spy or even if, if you want to play one of the, the big stocks or whatever. Like how what happened with Zoom now, like the Zoom dip this zoom dip i would buy a leap that you know a leap that doesn't expire until january or something you can probably get a really nice one look like a like a 350 or the 400 dollar leap for a few hundred dollars right now and the price the change in price for that leap is probably like about five thousand dollars or even more and just hope because the thing the biggest mistake i made was buying these contracts and just like okay i don't have enough yet and you can't watch them all you know and if you buy a leap you can you can learn how options work but you won't have to worry about the implied volatility and the and the theta right now because you have some time on them and you know but but like you said if you had a little money you know because even even now you can look at forward leaps and all you know different leaps that are really cheap even the neo leaps if you if you're, you're big on neo the neo leaps they they have like that they're really but you, but it's just hard to gauge what's going to happen with these with the the Chinese regulation right, and everything right. that's going on so it's really risky i have baba i have baba plays right now so i you know i, I buy, i'm a, i'm continue to buy the dip on baba for the options i don't i know it's going to come back and it's going to be strong and it, it's going to it's no way everyone uses alibaba and mm-hmm. it's just like uh, especially with all of these um with the new business owners and everyone's learning about it there's just no way baba is not coming back so and, and, and nothing 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 fundamentally changes with the stock right it's just regulation country regulation exactly so nothing fundamentally or even you know nothing changed with the stock so yeah yeah but yeah so i guess let me let me just lock in on this so like so first things first if i was just talking just like to like really quick if i was like i would say number one if i Save at least a thousand dollars to start. If you want to, you know, only reason I say that because you don't want to, you won't want to have more than 20% of your, your, of your cash in your account, you know, like your available cash. So if you have a thousand dollars in your brokerage, you know, you don't want to play more than 20% of that. So, and you can grow that easily and it'll teach you the discipline. If you can't save a thousand dollars, then you, I don't think you should probably invest. Right. I mean, and you'd be in the stock because if, if you get it wrong playing square the first time, you you'll probably get it right. You'll have eight. You'll have four more times left to get it right. Mm. You know, if you if you understand what you're doing, because sometimes it's just like you know. I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. This is a gym, like, um, and I, I I shouldn't I can't call this a gym, but it was a gym given to me. Right, mm. I was failing, and I didn't know exactly why I was failing. And then working, you know, for T Row, I had a lot of mentors. And I was like, well, why am I failing? Like, what did I choose? This is everything is doing everything I thought it would do. Number one, uh, I was like, damn, buy more time on those contracts. Mm. So the weeklies, they look attractive. They look very attractive. If <laughs> you're sure not scalping, <laughs> which you should not be doing as a newbie, or day trading, which you should not be doing as a newbie, you know, every, every new trader should swing, you know? 
A swing is the best way to do so. I'm saying so if you, but you need more time. So what would happen is I was running out of time on great plays and not knowing when to roll my contracts, you know? So it's like, I can be in a great play and have even had two weeks on it. And I'm like, okay, uh, the stock take a little dip or maybe something just happened. But, uh, you know, because there's a, there's a difference between a, uh, a reversal and, you know, and, and a retracement. So if it's just a quick retracement, you know, but then we're got, we got sidetracked or something, um, hmm, it may still be the, the target, the, the strike may still be the target, you know, but do we have enough time to get there? If not, then you roll it. If you have, you know, or it could be a situation where you have good time, but because uh, uh, something could have happened where it just slows down the, uh, the rate of change, you know, like the gamma could have slowed down or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, hmm, maybe I just need a closer strike. So let me just go ahead and get out of this. So that was number, that was one of the first things, the time. And the second thing was um, I had to evaluate at what point did my plays become losing plays? Because I always, I was always getting in winning plays. So I, I, what I started doing, I started looking like, okay, at 30% and I'm just starting at 30% because that was the best number mm-hmm. at 30%. None of my trades were ever losers. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, and I, I'm not saying, obviously, you know, I don't want to, don't quote me on saying never, right? But I'm saying for the <laughs> most part, none of my trades were losers at 30%, but at 40%, okay, so maybe, oh, at 40%, like 50% of them maybe were losers at 50%, uh, okay, maybe 25%, you know, so, and it was just, and that's what I had to learn. Like, if I take all of my trades at 30%, you know, then I don't have the, my, my uh, chances of losing, they, they become slim to none. And if I'm really solid on that percentage, I can, instead of holding a trade until it become risky, what I can do is I can go big on a trade and take it at 30%, you know, so that was the biggest thing. So, so now I I might say that that's the gym right there. I'll, I'll say that. If somebody is not paying attention, I will say that's the gem right The One, you have a specific percentage you're going to take off. You do that in enough time, you become really good at taking that 30%. Two, now you can add more contracts. Instead of you buying two, three, four, four contracts, now you go 10, 20, 30, 40 contracts. Now that 30% can go from $300 to $3,000 real quick with more contracts, but you staying consistent because you have your exit strategy in there. That's, that's the gem right there, man. Yeah. And then one last thing I would tell a new person, just like as a, as a, as a tactic though, is like, and I, and I, I say this a lot, but you know, cause it's easy to say, okay, let me get out at 30%, but you don't, if you don't really have confidence, cause you don't know what you're looking at. That's a different thing. I like bull flags. I like to play bull flags because it's easy to play. And I'm like, but people, I, I, what I notice with a lot of new traders is they'll see the breakout and they'll jump in mm-hmm. when you have to wait for you know if you're going to play on the hourly that breakout has to close above that you know you know that breakout has to solidify on that hour candle first so if that if that hour candle closes and is below that wedge breakout then that's not you know you shouldn't be in there because that's how you get head faked you know um so you wait for that breakout you wait for it to solidify and then make sure, make sure if you use MACD, make sure that MACD is in confluence and make sure you have volume. If all of those three things are intact, then you get into the trade and then you'll have that confidence to go up to, to throw all of that money in and you can have your stop. I mean, now, no one is no one is quicker than the algos. So don't <laughs> ever think that you should not use stop. <laughs> you know, so 
you should have. And then I also use trailing stops because, that, you know, what's the point of, uh, you, you know how demoralizing it is to be in a trade where you paid $100 for the trade and it runs up to 1000 and then you're not watching it. And, uh, oh, you had a stop loss, though. <laughs> so you stopped yourself from losing that $100, but you didn't lock in any of those profits. You didn't lock any so, profits, yep. Yeah, so if you 30%, then put that trailing stop at 30%. Don't worry about getting stopped out of the trade, you know? So, and, and but the main thing now, I don't really even use a lot of, uh, I, I, I trade the strat, you know? So, hey, yeah, I trade sir. the strat. I'm a stratter, man, yes. you know, so welcome, I, welcome, yes, welcome to the strat world. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, the best. <laughs> it's funny because the last, the last, well, I'll say, yeah, FICO was a stratter. Uh, Cam yeah. was a stratter. Yeah. Yo, if y'all don't know, if you listen to this and you know what the strat is, please, please, please go look it up. S-T-R-A-T, the strat. Go look it up. Tell Rob Smith, you were doing yourself a great universal truth. <laughs> even even if you don't understand what it is, at least spend some time learning how it works and add that to your tools. Like you know, what I mean, it's gonna take a while to get you know to understand those those different patterns: two, one, two, three, one, two, two, two up, and all those different things. It's gonna take a while, but once you actually understand it, I'm telling you, it's gonna it's one of the big. I was still running this when I was learning strat. I was like, yo, the strat helps you get into the Get you, get you in a lot quicker than anybody else. You get an early entry because you're already kind of anticipating what's happening. You you right. watching those things, whether it's to be on an hourly, whether it's to be on a daily, weekly, monthly, you can see it happening before it happens, right? And then yes. you can kind of anticipate those things. So my entries are now like, it's way better than before. So anyways, that was like a, a plug for the strat. So. No, <laughs> I literally, before this call, like I told you, I was doing a one-on-one and I was actually teaching, you know, someone like just the numbers and, you know, cause I call them out a lot and just how it works. And like you said, the early entries or even with the, I was in some, some substantial Facebook puts yesterday. Right. Mm. And it was because they were like, well, how did you know? I'm like, well, it took out the low of the day and, you know, and it, it's just so weird. And then, then after you do that, then you go down to the hourly now, and now we're going to play it this way. And it's just so easy because you look, price doesn't move, it aggregates, right? Aggregates. <laughs> and it's just like, so you break that down and you see what's going on and you just, you get a solidific it's solidification because of uh, what they say, it's a universal truth, you know, universal like it's, it's, it's yep. not based off of interpretation, like um, what they say. And I don't want to go off on a tangent on this, but, you know, indicators work on some indicators work with certain things. Like you can use this with uh, crypto. You can use it with oh, Forex. Yeah. You can Futures. use it with anything. It's price action. Mm-hmm. It's price action. So, you know, I, I just love it. And uh, and I think any new traders starting out, I think it's easier to learn than indicators and stuff because you're pretty, and maybe it's not because maybe drawing the broad informations and stuff, it'll take a while. But, right. you know, once you understand, like this is a volatility expansion. I knew yesterday, when spy yesterday morning, when uh, the pre-market spy dropped to 450, it, it touched 450 and went back up. So that lets it us counts. know how far the market's willing to drop it, you know. So I'm like, okay. So I already told the team, I'm like, okay, we're gonna do this. And I'm like, well, when it takes out this candle, now we brought, we, you know. So it was just so easy to kind of set that play up. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's just that early entry is there. It helps you out a lot. So. I, I love the strap, man. Sorry, we went off on a tangent, but I do think that <laughs> dope. new traders should learn this right away. I wish I, I wish I knew about it much. Uh, I, I, I've been trading the strat for a few months now. Say, but I, I wish I'd known about it a lot, a lot uh, earlier. I would have saved me a lot of money. 
A lot of money. Definitely. Man, that's amazing. So that's actually a good tangent into like one of the things I, I, I was, I'm always trying to tell people is like, and I think Ronnie and I talked about this, like when you actually studying, when you studying, um, when you getting, when you getting your watch list together for like the week, next week or whatever, it's always good to do it on the weekend or after the market. Because at that point, for me at least, you're not really tied into the market. Psychologically, you're looking at the stock for how they are. There's no emotions going on. The move already happened. Now you're just going to set up your level. So you're not really thinking like, you're not doing it while the market is happening because your emotions are in it. Like, you know, like, oh God, it's moving. Why is it moving? So it's like doing it after the market close or during the weekend is the best time to start doing it. What is your, what is your, like your, your, your strategies for getting your watch list together before you trade? Okay. Good, good one. Good one. So a lot of, so, so I have a lot of stocks on my watch list. So what I like to do is I'll, uh, but I I had to learn to stop being married to stocks. So just because they're on my watch list, a lot of times you don't believe it, but you are married to those stocks sometimes and you get stuck in those things. So sometimes I have no trades that are on my uh, watch list. So uh, what I'll do is I'll, um, I'll look and see how, if I have, let's say I have like, 12 stocks on my watch list, three of them I love, right? Because I, I am love, I'm, I love certain stocks, but I'm not married to them because I'll play the upside and the downside. If it's there, if I don't see it, I won't trade it. But like, um, like I'll look and see, like you said, how it cloaked. Like if I'm, let's say hypothetically, I'm looking at, uh, I want my, out of the stocks on my watch list, I want to see how they closed on the week. Did it take out the high of the previous week? Mm-hmm. Did it take out the low of the pre- previous week? Or is it an inside candle? You know, okay, if I'm not getting a full picture on that weekly, I, or let's just say I don't, it's just inconclusive. Let me look at the monthly now. Mm-hmm. And if the monthly shows me, you know, oh, the, month, the monthly's uh, finished with a hammer, though, a uh, hammer to the upside. Okay. Mm-hmm. A nice bullish hand, not an inverse hammer, but like a regular hammer, right? Right. Hmm. So maybe there, there is something to this, what I'm seeing, you know, but you, it, it, but it's based off of what I'm seeing versus... Because if, for example, I say I want to, like right now, I'm in a Facebook uh, put trade. And I told the team, I said, I'm swinging this trade because Facebook is bear flagging right now. Yep. And, uh, you know, it took out the low of the previous, you know, it took out a, it took out the low. And, um, it, but it, but the thing about Facebook is Facebook, all Facebook took out the, you know, Facebook got a price target up, I'm downgrade. But it took out the high. It filled the gap that it needed to fill because it's filling the gap. I'm looking at all these things. I'm like, hmm, do I? And then we're going into September. You have to also think about the environment, too. Yeah. But but the, the one thing I don't want to do, and I don't want to make this a, a tangent about Facebook, but I don't want to think about, uh, well, what the Fed is going to do on September the uh, 21st and 22nd, you know, what he, what he made, whether he made taper, because, you know, if the Fed said already that he's not going to, taper without giving us a notice you know we're going to know much time in advance but either way um i don't want the news to cloud my you know my judgment because at the end of the day i've been in substantial trades with spy and i've gotten out of because of opex and then this this i already made the money off the puts for two days in a row then the friday well opex is this friday and i get out of some substantial calls that i i set up in my mind because of something that i heard and and then Spy ran up $10, $12, you know? So you just, you can't do, you got to follow your, and the 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 the, uh, the charts were telling me that it was going up because the last two OPEXs, you know, the, the, two, the two days before that Friday, 
SPY sold off. And then the Friday was where it bounced off of the 50 EMA and ran to the upside. So if I follow what, I, what the, what the uh, price action told me, instead of what the news did, I would not mm-hmm. have done that. So yeah, mm-hmm. so I really, mm-hmm. what I do now, I'm, I'm trying, and that just happened recently, but I'm saying like, I try to look at, you know, the stocks that are on my watch list, because um, I used to use scanners, right, at first to, to scan for like volume. But to me, I, I just stopped doing that because, you know, scanning for volume, a lot of times you get just those, you get a lot of those. Uh, and obviously, there are different ways you can scan, but you get a lot of those, uh, the meme-ish uh, or, stocks, or, yeah. or the squeezes. And, and, and then you get a lot of manipulation that happens. Like, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to, to keep to make this like a thing, but... But it's like, you know, the, the market makers, they let those memes run when they want to allow them to run. But, <laughs> you know, you got to understand they will pull that they will pull that supply in a minute. You know, if they wanted to if they wanted to run, they'll pull because when you pull the supply, the, 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 the least amount of shares there are, the easier it is to run a stock up. Well, yep. You know, so that's why when they have those share offerings and stuff like that, you know, like a stock just like sells off because they're diluting it at that point. So when they wanted to run, man. You know, when like AMC, the reason it didn't squeeze and, and all of with all of that short interest was because you got to understand with that, with those millions of uh, millions of volume, like over 200 or something million in volume uh, per day. You know how many how many millions of shares were being million dollars of shares are being dumped off in that that you don't yep. see this being, you know, sold into that. So they'll run yep. it up, get everybody going and then they can dump off their they shares that they paid probably like two dollars for. Uh, that's you know? a fact. So, that's a fact. Yeah. And, so, and I'm glad I'm glad you're talking about that too, because I know um people people who are not actually like trading on a regular basis, but looking at stock on a regular basis, that's when they get their bad experience with stocks, right? Because they hear on the news, oh, AMC's running, GameStop is running, um, you know, what's what what was running like a couple of weeks, a couple of days ago, SPRT and all these different <laughs> things. Like, you know, it's like, and then you know, it's like if you're not already in the trade, if you don't know why it's moving, or if you don't understand how to get in and get out, you're gonna get clapped real quick because something you heard in the news or some your friend told you to right. get in, right? But right. you you're gonna be that, uh, you know, you're gonna be what they what. And I hate I hate this term that the Wall Street uses for retail traders, dumb money. You're gonna be that dumb money that they're gonna yeah. drop the they're gonna drop the ball on you. You're gonna be left hanging, you know, holding the bag, buying something for twenty thirty dollars. And then the next thing you know, it drops down to two bucks and you're like, you know, you just lost all your money. So it's like, I, I, I feel bad for those type of things. But at the same time, it's like, if you, if you, if you're having a bad experience with the market, you should really go back and start learning more. Cause that's when you can actually start making your money back. Right. Cause I've seen this happen too many times with people, man. It's, 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 it upsets me because, um, it happens every single day. It happens every single day. You know, people losing money every single day, but you just got to go back and learn the market. That's all. Now, one thing about that, though, do you guys know anything about like, because I, I and I, I try to I don't really because it, it's not always accurate, but it's something that we also use. And it, it actually it helped us out a lot, too. Like, do you know about like the max pain? So like, mm. uh, so a lot of people, they don't know, like, um, like if you if you. I, I hate to use it to, to compare uh, investing or trading to uh, the casino, but you know, if you don't know what you're doing, it is gambling, but you know, like right. if you're in a casino, like they, they're only going to allow you to 
win a certain amount before, you know, they, you know, do whatever. And I'm not saying that's what happens in the market, but the max pain, there's a max pain number, like for every stock. Like, for example, if I was, let me look up, let me look up a stock and I'll tell you what the max pain is. But what it, what it is, like, let's say most of the calls in the, on the options chain are like for, let's say SPY, for example, and I'm not looking at the max pain right now. So I'm just mm-hmm. uh, giving you an example. Um, let's say most for most of the calls for the next week's expiry, right? Or or for let's say for this week's expiry were, you know, were the uh the maybe like the 350 strike or something for calls and uh and or I'm sorry, like the three three fifty-five, I mean three fifty-five, four fifty-five strike or something. And um and most of the puts for spy were like the four fifty strike. So let's say like a 450, let's do 450, 456 or something for the calls for most of the options. Um, open interest and volume was there, open mm-hmm. interest. And for the puts, let's say 450, right? Mm-hmm. For this week that just expired, for this expiry. The max pain would likely, and I'm just saying like they they would make that max pain probably a number somewhere in the middle because they want all of those ex, those those contracts to expire worthless, so if the, the max pain, they'll look, they'll analyze where most of the uh, volume and open interest is for those on the call and put side. And so people will win. But it's like, you know, if the max pain is somewhere anywhere, that's where they're going to make because people don't understand. Mm. Like, that's all it is. Like, you know, it, the, the time in sales, it's just uh, it's just um, volume and, and, and the chart is just interpreting the volume to us. Right. right so right. Like, so you can look this up on the online. You can go to, I think I forgot what the website is, but you can go and just type in any stock and just, uh, and, and you can see what the max pain is for that particular, particular expiry. And you can also look at the historical data for it as well. So it'll let you know what the likelihood is. So, um, and the reason I say this, so two weeks ago with AMC, you know, the max pain was around uh, 45 for, the, you know, you know, and because um, I know I know people were getting like 50 strike calls yeah. and all these different things. <laughs> and crazy. I told everyone in my group, I said, look, I said, I, I've said, um, this was two Fridays ago. I said, AMC is getting closer to 33. I'm going to let's buy some. Um, let's buy some of the, uh, you know, we can buy the 45 or 50 strike for nine three. But this was two weeks ago. You know, wait, wait, wait. And, so how did you where, where did that number come from? That 33? Where did that come from? So the third, no, because no, AMC was trading around $33 a share. Mm-hmm. And whenever AMC gets close to 33, around $30 or 33, that's when I buy it. And for at least for a month gotcha. or two, because you know, it's going to move, you know, around, uh, it's going to make a $10 move at some point around that, whenever it gets in that range. That range okay. Moves. So, you know, if you're going to play the memes, you got to play them smart. You're going to have to buy them by time. And I'm like, uh, like Billy says, you got to be, you had to be there, man. You know, you can't just mm-hmm. jump in now because now in the IV, by the time you see AMC running, that mm-hmm. IV is going to be up like 300%. So yep. if a Vega, if the Vega on, so this just a quick calculation real quick, guys, I got to do this. So if the Vega on a contract is, is one, one, like zero dot zero one, right? That's one, that's considered $1, right? Yep. And let's say the IV on it is just like 10% just to make this easy. Mm-hmm. Um, for every 1% increase in implied volatility, your contract increases by $1 because your Vega is $1. Mm-hmm. So if the IV goes up by $10, 
you know, 10%, your contract increased by $10. Now imagine your IV going up to 300% and your Vega is 10. <laughs> you know, like it's just so, so a lot of those contracts that you're buying, you're buying an inflated price inflated. and it can rip the implied volatility from that contract. They will rip that implied volatility at any moment, you know, depending on how much volume is coming in. And uh, so if you're already in there, and then all of a sudden, you just get that pop, and AMC hasn't even moved yet. It just some you'll just see it, it boiling. Right, just, price right. is consolidating, and so it's a lot of volume. But as people, millions of people, retail tra- traders are buying up AMC. You got whales dumping off dumping. millions of sh- million dollars mm-hmm. of shares. So that's why the price will move sideways for so long. But the IV is so high. So the contract that was tw- that was like like $50 a week ago was now worth like Mm $5,000 or I'll say before, Mm -hmm. without a move, I'll say like probably like at least $2,000 because that IV and it's like literally imagine. So if you already in there, you know, then you're, you can get out before you don't even have to move or another thing, like you'll see a stock selling off massively and the shit and the options premium not changing because the IV is going up as the stock is selling off. So It's just, so, <laughs> yeah, man. It's just, it's you know just, what? You know, I, I I started paying more attention to implied volatility, and that's what IV stands for. Um, when when I play AMC on the put side, when he first went up in January, right? I, I I wasn't I wasn't paying attention to implied volatility. I was like, yo, this thing went up like crazy. It's gonna come back it's down. It's gonna come down. It did come down, but I was losing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Luckily, fact. I didn't. Luckily, I didn't go crazy with it. Like, you know, I didn't go like buy a hundred shares, a hundred contracts, whatever. But it's like, I think I had like ten contracts. But I was like, why is this happening? You know what I mean? Why is this happening? And then I was like, I gotta pay attention to this thing. Then I started reading more about it. Like, oh, implied volatility crush. I, in my, I, I already knew about implied volatility. I'm, I knew it from a call perspective. Like, you know, mm-hmm. as it gets more expensive, as it get more up there, your call, your, you know, your contract get more expensive, and you can. Make more money of it. But I didn't think about it the other way around. When you're on the put, if you buy on the put, the implied volatility is already, it's already at 100, 200, 300%. And they start losing that percent. It doesn't matter if your stock is go. It doesn't matter if your stock pass your strike price. Right. You're not going to make money. Because at that point, your contract is not moving anymore. You're basically losing money at, at that point. So that's when I started paying more attention to implied volatility. <laughs> It's like the move already happened. The event is over. So now the IV is gone. So you're stuck. You you get caught. That's how, you know, you can get trapped on the put side. Just like, you know, so you got trapped. Yeah. Clapped. Yep. And that really helped me. That really helped me dig that, you know, do a deep dive into the deltas and actually understand how those things work. And I, Mm -hmm. I I can honestly say, like, if you are, if you are trading options, and you're not paying attention to your deltas, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like, cause that's, that's gonna nice. help you one, pick up the correct contract, two, know when you gotta jump out, and three, you know, don't get clapped like all of us did. You know, it's like you you will get to a point where it's like, okay, this is 200 percent implied volatility, eh, it might be high, right? Then you can kind of formulate your strategy being this might be a scalping play instead of like swing play. You know, there might be like, I need to get, you know, get to three, four hundred percent implied volatility, and I'm and I'm out. But you jumping in and it's like 2,000% implied volatility. Yeah, that's, that's a risky play. 
Like, you know, yeah. you, you start creating your own risk profile and all this stuff. So that's, <laughs> risk that's crazy. Profile. Exactly. <laughs> but no, that's good that you said the Delta because like just a Delta tip, because there are so many like ways like Delta is too like, you know, I, I don't get me. Don't quote me on saying this because someone will say, no, there are actually more ways. So the two ways I use Delta is like if your Delta is 50 percent, 50 cent. So 0.50, that means there's a 50% chance that your option will, you will be in the money at some point before expiration, right? 50% chance that it will expire in the money, right? Um, but it also means that you get $50 per $1 increase in the stocks price. Right. So if the stock goes up $1, you get 50%, you know, $50 plus whatever the gamma is, you know, because gamma is the rate of change. But that's after the first dollar. I just probably confused everyone by saying that. But, you know, gamma is important also because rate of changes, you know, that's how the that's how Delta is calculated also, because after the first dollar move, if your stock, if the uh, if Delta is 50, you know, after that first dollar move, whatever the gamma is, is going to be added to your Delta. So, you know, the rate of change. But it's very important because if your Delta is under 30, I wouldn't even touch that option. Depending yeah. on how far out of the, how far, you know, the expiry, because if it's a far right. out expiry, it might be low also, you know, right. very far out. And, uh, but yeah, like just stay away from those contracts with those low deltas because they're cheap and you don't know, like, so you see your contract or, you know, it's a delta might be 50, but you got a theta of 150 and your, your ATR for that stock is only $3. So how is that even, you're never going to move because, <laughs> bro, like, that, that's why I says like, if, if anybody, if you're trading options, if you're not just trading stocks, I'm telling you, pay attention to the deltas. Because we can talk about the broader market research. We can talk about how to find stock. We can talk about all of those different things. Even when you find the right stock and you find the right play to play, if you pick the wrong contract, you, you're not going to make a lot of money. You're doing That's yourself right. a disservice. So it's like, let's hone it all the way in. Once you identify all the different, you know, watch lists, you create your watch list, you know how to research stock, you know how to look at, you know, what it is to be looking, you know, at EMAs or MAs or doing the strat or whatever. And then you got to get to a point where you actually start looking at those contracts, right? Like know exactly what is it that you, which one to pick, you know, and then that's where the Delta and Gamma and all these different things come into play because now you're honing in like, okay, I need to pick up the correct, pick the correct contract. So when that move happens... I can make some money and it gives you an idea every time it happens, every time you can literally calculate without even looking at like the option calculator, you can kind of have a rough idea how much money you're going to make if a stock move by two, three, four dollars. Right. You got to get to that point. You you can't just like, okay, that you just said about IV just to just to kind of make sure we touch it. If you know the, the closer you are to at the money, you know, not in the money, but at the money or even like the first few dollars in the money, or out of the money right there, that's the, the more exposure you have to theta. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the deeper in the money or further out of the money, not advocating for out of the money contracts, I'm just saying, but in some situations they're ideal. Right. But just keep in mind, it's like, you know, the close, I, and I always say like, I look at it like, um, you know, just, just you just wanna pay attention to that sensitivity, you know, and then the closer mm-hmm. you get to expiry, the higher the sensitivity to, uh, to Vega is, you know, yep. and um, that Vega exposure is crazy. And, you know, and your, your theta, yeah, you know, theta like, too. what is it like? 
Same thing. Two days before the expiry, you know, it gets, <laughs> and, and what we say, look at theta, like, um, I tell my nieces and nephews, because, you know, they, when it, I, I got them early, te- learning and teaching them about this stuff, I say, nice. look at, look at your options contract as ice cream and theta as the sun. The closer mm-hmm. you get to the sun, the, you know, the, the more that's, it burns that's away. That's in the milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got That's a dope analogy, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's it pretty is. cool. That's yeah, pretty cool. So it's cool. I mean, if you make it fun, you know, it's just cool. I, to me, this is fun. I like it because, you know, uh, there was something that uh, I, I don't know if Rob Smith said this or not, but uh, I, 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 I'm going to try to paraphrase it. But he said uh, he said that um, he said uh, traders don't lose because they're stupid or that they or that they are unlucky. It's because they don't know anything. And they use and they uh and they use real money to try to learn. And by the time they learn how to trade, they run out of real money. Mm. So (laughs) with that being said, you know, like if the if you are, if you because I'm gonna tell you, because you can paper trade all day long, and I'm I'm not advocating against paper trading. It's Mm -hmm. good to learn how to press the buttons, but your emotions aren't involved in paper trading. You can make up, you can I see people making thousands of dollars with paper trading, and then they go in the negative with their money because mm. you're you're holding losers and you're letting go, you're you're selling your winners too soon, or and it's just like you gotta get in with real money because uh after all of the Facebook stuff and everything that happened, like um. You know, like whenever I take a loss, I step back for a minute. And now mm. I've re and after all of this time, because you guys said you, you've been doing this for a year after mm. all of this time. And, and, and to me, it feels like a while. I changed my strategy up again. I went to play tennis today. Right. Mm-hmm. Instead of being in, on a Friday, you know, like I, I like so I cut my days down. I'm trading on Mondays, Thursdays and Fridays. Right. Nice. And, you know, and uh, and. But I don't have to trade every one of those days. And I'm trying to less is more. I want to set up for those power moves so I can be ready for them. Because mm-hmm. the long every the more you're into trades, the more, you know, the more you expose yourself to the chance of losing money when you can actually sit there and wait for those substantial trades or just uh, being in the, in the best opportunity for a trade. Because uh, it's, I don't care how long you do this. You know, it, you're going to be in a situation where you just like you, you're going to be anxious to do something. So I got do these something. rules for myself. I'm like, nope, don't touch it until go cook breakfast and don't come back for an hour. Go work out yep. and yep. then come back to it. And it's always a better entry or a better exit because you didn't get shaken out of whatever your original plan was. So I'm trying to just I want to get to the point where I'm only trading like a few times a year, you know, yeah, so, yep, yep. yeah, but, you know. And what what uh, and what a lot of people don't know is that, you know, you you do this full time, right? This is this, this yes. is not this is not a hobby to you. This is since December thirty first. So I left my do. job December thirty first. <laughs> yep. And <laughs> you know, it's, how's that? It's how's not, that been going? So yeah. So look. So it's just um and in the beginning, I'm not gonna lie. In the beginning, it was more um I was over trading still. I was mm-hmm. because. You know, then having a discord and just having people, uh, it's almost like you just if you're just because I'm I'm, I'm giving, you know, and, and not just um, giving trade ideas to other people. You know, I don't I'm not in those trades, but sometimes if you're just here, I used to be tethered to Zoom all day long from market open until market 30 minutes before market open 
until a market closed. Oh, wow. And so it'd be different people from the group, from our Discord, just on Zoom, just they watching my screens. You know, I got like 12 screens up and, you know, I'm sharing like eight of the screens, I mean, eight of my charts and, and, and I'm trading live and, and people are just popping in and just watching me trade. And I'm just, you know, I was just tethered to the, to the charts, like mm. a video game or something, you know, but the more I, I, I got, I'm like, you know, I didn't, I didn't uh, fire my job just to be able to, just to be tethered to screens and not to, to, to really, to scale in uh, my positions into, because, because, one thing I don't do, like if you see me make a big play on Facebook or something like that, you better believe that that money is going into long-term plays for shares and stuff like that. So the options trading thing, if, if I wasn't, if I wasn't taking my wins that I'm, and this is very important right here. If I wasn't taking my wins from my options trades and putting them into long-term uh, stock positions at, you know, at specific rates, you know, like I'm looking, waiting for certain price ranges before I just get in. I would not be doing this full time because, you know, you're going to find a, you're going to overtrade at some point and you're going to, or you, you, and, I, and, I'm, and you can, there are ways to obviously do it both ways, but I'm saying like uh, my biggest positions, they are in my most substantial positions right now are from holding stocks, from buying and holding stocks. So I'll take the money you'll see me make a $1,400 or 14,000 on Facebook. I'm taking that in like I own 244 shares of Facebook stock, you know, so That's crazy. Yeah. Up until Facebook earnings. Go, y'all go do the calculation on that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Last month I had 241. And then when, the, when Facebook fell off a cliff after earnings, they went back down to two of the 350. I bought three more shares at the dip. Facebook went up uh, another 30, what it was like 30, $33 since um, in 30 days after that earnings drop. So they fill the gap. And well, that's one of my long-term, I'm a Facebook bull. So, you know, nice. I just, it's hard. You can, you can play a chop on that one and everything, but, yep. but no, like that, you just want to make sure that you are taking, you have to have a plan or overall. It's not just, we, we talk this, you know, it's, it's cliche to say, Oh yeah, you got to have a plan with your options plays and things of that sort, but you got to have an overall plan. If you're going to, if you really want to make this a job and man, it's not easy every day. Some days mm-hmm. I just be like, okay, damn, I just, I, in May, I took a, a horrible loss with Tesla. I bought, I was in these Tesla plays and then Elon Musk went on SNL and said some stuff, but it wasn't that. It was when he came back and he, he when he said that Bitcoin was uh was messing up the uh the ecosystem or not the uh it was bad for the uh it was bad for the environment because oh you my a lot of God. energy. When yeah. he said that and Tesla fell off that cliff, man. I, I lost seven seven point one uh seven seven thousand one hundred seventy one hundred dollars on uh Tesla and this was in May and it and it just it, it upset me because I'm like, why was I in that trade and why was I so deep in that trade and you know I, I made most of my money back you know uh because Facebook earned like uh that was uh that was April May yeah May May yeah so no I yeah I made some of that money back from Tesla but it's just that you don't want to the more you trade you just have to rethink these things and and I saw so I, what I did was I said let me look at this like a business now mm-hmm. so if I look at it as a business okay on these types of trades, those big trades, 10%, man, 10%. And 
and set your stop loss. I don't care about because look, when you played, when you trade the strat, now that I trade the strat is a little different because mm-hmm. you know, like those pivot points where you know you got like you that's where shorts get taken out at those pivot, at yep. those pivot points, you know. But and the, the strat is different. I'll I could I could scale quickly with that because once I if I'm doing a two 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 reversal, once I get halfway through that the big candle, I know that's my entry and I can get out the top here. Right. You know, that's textbook strat right there. But before that, it was just, you know, when you in some of these plays, you have to just think like, okay, 10% out, set your stop loss. Don't try to, because your emotions are going to be in it. But if you make oh it like God, a business, yes. this is bad. <laughs> you go, you go, you go. And now that I've incorporated the whole 30% thing, I don't do it all the time because like, and this is, this is the funniest thing. Don't quote me on this, but this is just <laughs> for me. Facebook plays like, and, and, and I, I can, I got group members that can attest to this. Like, any Facebook play I've ever put myself in or anyone else in, it's gone up at least 100%. So nice. that's because I know how to play You know Facebook, the stock, right? You know the stock. Yeah. But, but you have to have these levels and a plan overall if you want to do this because it gets rocky sometimes. But if you stick to the whole 20%, uh, no more than 20% of your, uh, your available cash into these trades, save the money for the big ones, or I'll cancel, I'll switch out plays. I'll say, okay, if I'm in this play here and I want to get in that one bad, I'll calculate. I'm looking at it like this. Hmm. Out of these three trades that I'm in, which one of these can be sacrificed for me to get in that trade? None of them. Okay. Well, I'm not getting to that fourth trade. So you have to play it like that, or you'll be out of this. And because once you quit your job, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to want to over trade because you're going to want to feel like you, I got to do this. I got to make it work. So yes. you'll be making trades there that aren't there because you're trying to trade. Cause at first I was like, okay, I need to make 500 a week. I mean, not 500 a day, you know, let me make 500 a day and I can replace my salary. If I do it like this, like think about after taxes and stuff like that. Let me, let me, if I make 500 a day, but then thinking of 500 a day, made me start thinking that I have to make 500 a day as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, okay, I want to make this amount a month because if I'm doing it this month, this amount a month, I don't have to trade every day. I don't have to make money every day. Mm-hmm. So I, was, I made, cause some days now I average like, like, and I, I hate to throw numbers out there loosely, but like sometimes like mainly like a thousand dollars a day, but that means I don't, I don't trade for some days or some days I take like a right, right. dollar loss or some, some losses. I, I, I don't win all the time. You guys see, I post, my, I post my losses just as proudly on um, on Instagram because I want people to know that it's not sweet out here. You know, yeah, you want to you want to lose out here. And <laughs> That's I, I the big losses I post those big losses. You know, like this, you gotta post them realistically. Anybody out there that's listening, if they're not posting their losses and they only posting wins, wins. Go get as far away from them as possible, man, because it's not realistic. You're going to take some that's losses. That's right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take some, some losses yeah. and they hurt, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, th- and that's, the beauty, that's the beautiful thing about even what I was doing this podcast. I, like, I want people to be as, as honest as possible to let people know, like, hey, look, you can make a lot of money, but you can also lose a lot of money. This is that's a true. really... This is something, if you, if you take this seriously, if you really spend some time and take it seriously, I'm telling y'all, yeah, this, you can do this for, this is a skill you can learn for the rest of your life. Or you can even start teaching this to other people. Nobody can take this skill from you because that's something that you have. Nobody can come in there and steal it from you. Ronnie, man, what you got? Yeah, man. So <clears throat> I know you just dropped a bunch of gems and 
what do you feel that this, I know you have a group. What do you feel that this has done for the culture? Because I'm sure our influx of people have joined your group from last year because of the pandemic and a lot of people coming on. So what do you feel that you having this group and, and your leadership has done for the culture as a, you know, as part of it? Okay, so I just wanted to say, like, so it's not to me, it's not even really about having a group, right? Because prior to the group, I was doing like just uh, like free options trading workshops, like every Saturday, you know, and it's just like, then uh, the goal with that, and I, and I did do it was to kind of educate the culture and just to let them know, like, look, you can do this and you can do this. You don't have to go out in the streets and make money and risk like all of the risk you take out there, or you don't have to, you can work a job and you can do this part-time. Mm-hmm. You can set certain plays and just, you know, if they're the right ones, you don't have to even watch them. And then just, you know, for a few months, they can just, you know, I just, I, so that was the thing I was trying to teach people and just uh, how like, cause I, I, and this is probably the bad thing to say, but I'm going to say it. Uh, a lot of a lot of people, and I guess during the pandemic, they got caught up in that the forex traps, you know, like those uh, those um, those pyramid schemes with the forex. Oh, yeah, forex. They're, they're everywhere, man. They, yeah, they've been so, tapping my they've been tapping my uh, comment section all the time. I'm like, yeah, yo, get out of here. So, <laughs> yeah, so they and with those they get people to join those groups, mm-hmm, and I, mm-hmm. I see a lot of young people. They'll join them groups, and they're not making money from forex trades. They're making money from getting other people, people. from tricking other people to join because they get a free month or whatever. So I wanted them to know, like, and and options. You can only lose the amount that you put up for the trade. So if you pay two hundred dollars for a trade, you know, and and the stock went up, you know, twenty dollars, you just made two thousand dollars. Or and it doesn't even have to be that much, depending on the option. You know, I'm just right, right. analogies. Like you can only lose two hundred dollars for an upside of two thousand plus. So it's like it's it's amazing. Number one. And but it, it's a derivative of the stock. So, you know, it was just I was teaching people the differences and just how you can do these things. And um, but uh, yeah, it's just hard to kind of um, I just wish that, that we had more uh, young people in our culture that was that were like willing to just put the work in because, mm-hmm. you know, like they, people would sign up for the one on one. I mean, for the, uh, the 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 workshops and then they don't show up because it was free, you know, like it's free mm-hmm. things. People don't like they don't appreciate the. Uh, the 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 power of free and it's like you know free it don't have, for some reason it's just uh it's not really appreciated so I, what I want to do is find a way to kind of I've been doing it more I want to record like more like videos and just put more mm-hmm. stuff out there into mm-hmm. the ether just uh yeah I have the group and stuff like that but you know I'm, I'm not really here to promote it or anything I'm here to just no man this this this, and- this this is a great segue because that's how that's actually our, our questions that we always ask people like you know um do you have any courses out there? Because you got to think about it. Like one of the reasons why we created this Thought Cultures podcast to, to help people out. You know what I mean? Like, so if you have any, if you have courses out there, if you have books out there, if you're working on something that you want people to know about, please, man, go ahead and share it. Because that's, that's, that's the only way Ronnie and I both got here is because somebody decided to create a course and we jumped in and we learned how to do options. Right. So it's like, um, and, 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 and I always say this, like, not everybody can relate to everybody. You might be able to touch a whole different group of people that I can't touch, that Ronnie can't touch. So go ahead, man. Talk about talk about what you're working on. 
Yeah, so, um, well, you know, I, you guys know about my book, uh, Structures of a Solid Investment. Um, it's just an entry level, um, and actually, I'll say it's entry level, but it's, it's for anyone um, to, if who wants to get into investing, it teaches you the basics, and it also just gives you some tips and, and some, you know, good things about dividends and 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 uh just a it's all all around good book you know i uh nice it's uh it's pretty cool and it, you can get through it really quickly i made it for like anyone's grandma or their kid could actually read it and understand mm. it so i have that i have a options trading starter kit course you know uh that kind of like goes over everything like an options like how how i choose my strikes like what i look at um, you know, uh, I actually have, and, and this is the thing about my course and I, and I'm glad you gave me the opportunity to talk about it. It's a, uh, it, it gets updated forever. So once you get access nice. to it, you know, every time I update it, you get those updates automatically. And I'm always no looking for, yeah, no charge. I'm looking for, I'm always looking for ways to, to enhance or learn some things that I just learned or, you know, to add to it. I'm not like, oh, let me make this a separate course and charge more and not like that. You know, it's just people, you know, you're out here. I just, the only reason I charge anything for anything is because people don't appreciate the, you know, things when they're free, you know, like they never appreciate it. Like they'll, I, you know, so, and not going to go on a tangent about that, but uh, yeah, so I'm doing that. And, you know, if anyone want to get in touch with me or reach me or they can go to, AntoineKiraton.com. That's A-N-T-O-I-N-E-C-U-R-E-T-O-N.com, right? So that's AntoineKiraton.com. Or you can just go to Solidified on Instagram, right? <laughs> or you can find me on uh, on Twitter at Solid Ratio. So I got, you know, I'm just, uh, and, and the thing about my, like on Twitter, I'm posting charts on Twitter all the time. Like I, like, uh, I always have trade ideas. Um, it's, it's a little difficult to do on Instagram, but I'm trying to do it more in the reels and the stories. So you guys can mm -hmm. see, you know, like I'm always posting triggers, like entries and, ex and exits. And because I use the strat and I want everybody to use the strat, you know, like I'm all, if you look at any of my charts, you're going to see nice, you want to see triggers with, uh, for calls or puts and, and a few price targets, you know, so nice. just, uh, yeah, just anything we can do, man, uh, to, to keep it, keep it going, man. And, uh, and keep the culture, uh, man. evolving. Well, brother, we appreciate you, man. Like that was like, I feel like you have so much to share. Um, and I know like some of the things that I want you to share also is, I don't know if you want to do a book about this or you want to do a video about this. Um, you share a lot of stuff about, you know, just your experience at Tiro Rice and you're able to kind of like understand certain things. You know how certain things work behind. I don't know how much of that you can share, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people out there can appreciate you know, all these different things that you just shared with us. So uh, again, man, we appreciate you coming through, man. Uh, Ronnie, you got anything else to say, man, before we wrap up? Man, you just dropped, you just dropped the mic on it, man. I definitely appreciate all the, the insight um, yes, that, you, that you brought. Um, I learned some stuff that I did not know. Um, and I'm definitely going to research that <laughs> right, right. And, and, and apply it to, to my strategy. So I definitely appreciate that, Antoine. Thanks, man. Yeah, no we problem, man. You, man. If y'all got any questions or ever need any or anything, just reach out to me, man. Because again, I could talk to y'all all night, man. I could talk about options or just investing all night. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, that's 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 the world we're in right now. So we yeah. appreciate that, man. And I'll we'll definitely be taking advantage of that invitation for sure. All right, man. So 
It's the rap with stock culture, man. Antoine, man, you 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 helped a lot of people today. And I'm telling you, man, I hope you guys brought some pens and papers and go back and rewind and just and and one of the things I always want people to understand is like we cannot cover every single thing about stock in an hour and a half. Like there's there's so much to learn. So all of those yeah. terms, all of those things that you know Antoine dropped. Please jot it down and go do your research, yo. Go do some go do some legwork, you know. Get to That's work. You know what I mean? Go make some money with the stock market. All right, y'all. We are out of here. Antoine, appreciate your time, man. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate Peace. you guys. Peace.